again. How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm, I'm well, thank you. This series is special. And I, I, I like every series we do, I, I believe, but, but this one is about the church, and, and it's about Acts, and we're going through Acts each week, and we've been talking about people like Paul and Peter and, and James and John and all of these people that we picture as biblical heroes. And, and when we picture the Bible, we picture them, and, and we think of them as kind of far away. And then we see that video, and we see the, the timeline of the church, and I think we still kind of look at that as history, but here's the thing about this series. Here's the thing uh, about Acts is, this is us. This is us still. We are the church. We are doing these acts. We can do this. Now, we're not going to be in the Bible, but one day, there are going to be people who look back and say, man, man, do you remember when, when this person from faith just showed me Jesus in such a powerful way? Do you remember when Sean just poured his heart out on the stage, do you remember when this happened at church and they're going to talk about it in that same history way but in such a meaningful way? That's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this series. That's why we're the church. So I want to go to Acts chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Once we were safe on shore, this is Luke writing, which we'll talk about. Uh, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. Uh, it was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. So, if you haven't had a chance to read Acts 27, which is right before Acts 28, that's how that works. Uh, Paul and Luke were on this prisoner ship with some Roman centurions and a bunch of people, and there's this huge, horrible storm. Uh, and Long story short, the boat wrecked. Now, before the boat wrecked, a lot of stuff was happening. Uh, the, the guards and the sailors, they wanted to leave all of the prisoners to die. They wanted to abandon ship and be like, we don't really care about these guys. We need to go and do this. And so Paul is like, no, no, no. Now, Paul didn't have a ton of authority here, but he's like, no, no. We cannot do this. We have to stay together. We will only make it if everyone stays together. And then he went and told everybody else, not a hair on your head will be harmed. But you have to trust in him. You have to stay together. You have to work together. You have to, to focus on all of this. And I know that it's scary. And I know that there's storms. And I know that it's horrible. But if we stay together, it's going to work out. And so the boat wrecked. And during that time... Uh, Paul had stopped soldiers, just a quick recap of what I just said. He'd stopped soldiers from killing people. He held everything together. He went through a wreck. But I want to talk about Luke. So I would wager that most people, the average person, uh, if you say, do you know who Luke is? They're going to immediately say, you mean Shambo? But uh, then the rest of them would be like, um, I think... He wrote one of the Gospels, uh, Luke, right? I, I don't know the numbers that, of people that know he also wrote Acts, but he did. He was a part of this, and yet he was always behind the scenes. He was always writing. He was always helping. He was always serving. And so we just talked all of these amazing things Paul did, because Paul was out front. 
Paul was standing there and helping, and he was loud, and he was bold, and he was courageous, and he did everything he could to bring it to everybody, and to tell everybody, and to hold things together, and Luke wrote about it. And he helped some, of course, but through it all, he watched Paul, and he served as support, and nobody looked at him as the hero. And yet, he was important. What he did mattered. What he did was what he was called to do. He, he lived out the life Jesus had given to him. And he did it with everything that he had. The Pauls are easy to see. Now, nobody's probably quite like Paul. They don't have that blend of, I used to be a murderer and now I'm a good guy. Most of you. And just the boldness and everything. But the Pauls, they stand out and we see them and they're important. Because they show what Jesus can do. But we've talked before about the body of Christ and how every part matters. Everyone matters. A little earlier when I did the announcement for Family Promise, I know that there are people, whether online or in person or wherever, when they hear that, they're like, oh, I couldn't do that. I, I, I can't stay overnight. I'm so scared. Like, I don't have anything to offer. I don't know how to answer questions. I, I don't know how to do this. What if they, what if they ask me for help? There are so many different ways to serve. And each of them matters. You see, Paul, he's out there and he shows what we can do. The boldness through Christ. But Luke also shows that. Luke's efforts may go unnoticed and people may not know about him. They may not know every book that he wrote. They may not know what he did for a living. They may not know exactly who he is. But he still did it. And he gave his all. And it's interesting to me, a couple years ago, they did a movie uh, called The Apostle Paul, and it was about Paul. It was one of those where they title it, and it worked well. Uh, and I remember the whole time I'm watching it, I'm, like Luke is one of the main characters in it, and I'm watching, and I'm like, man, why do I feel Jesus here? And it's because he was played by Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. But I don't think that's necessarily an accident because he exhibited Jesus just as strongly as everybody else did in those days in the church. And just because he was behind the scenes, just because he wasn't necessarily out front, he still showed everything and he helped and he was there and he wrote it down and he played a part. Sometimes we're like, ah, I can't do that because I don't have all the answers. I can't do that because I don't know everything. I can't do that because, because, because. But we can all support, we can all help, we can all be there, we can all be like Luke. And it's so vital to taking the message to the world. I have a quote. God's ways are behind the scenes, but he moves all the scenes which he is behind. We talk about sometimes being behind the scenes. Well, God could literally take care of everything on his own. He, he doesn't need us for anything. He could make this message happen. He could make the worship happen. He doesn't need any of us. But he lets us work. He gives us a chance. He gives us a calling. And then he hangs behind the scenes. Now, there are absolutely miracles and times where, where he takes the front, but it's his love and it's his grace and it's his peace and it's him that, that binds us all together, that helps us all feel everything that, that goes forward with us. We get to be a part of that, whether we're behind the scenes or in front of the scenes. We get to be a part of that because he sees us, because he loves us, because he has hope for us. And Paul reached people 
And he made a huge difference in the way that he spoke and in the way that he, he started churches and in the way that he missioned and in the way that he healed. He, he made a huge difference. But Luke also helped it be known and he supported and he exemplified Christ. And he helped Paul by writing about what Paul was doing so that one day we could talk about it. Now, Paul obviously wrote a lot too, but he did it well after the fact. And so Luke is there writing. He was basically a reporter. Now, I used to be a reporter. This is back in the days where you had to have sources to report stuff. And it wasn't all fun and games. Or as I apparently say, it wasn't all grapefruit and cereal. I'm not going to live that down. Fish make sure of it. I remember... Uh, I, I got to report on a major story and it involved a murder and this stuff and, and I'm not going to get into that but, but it was a big thing but then most of my stories were going to like the Crothersville Town Council where the people sat around and said the same thing 50 times that's not very exciting just so you know it's like hey should we spend this money on this road no hey should we spend this money on this road and this is the same people talking and I had to write that so, so Luke he wrote everything. He reported on everything. And he played a part, and he was there, and he was behind the scenes. But so was God. He was with him. He was helping him. He was letting him know that he's valuable. He's letting us know that we have a place. He's letting us know that we have a purpose. He's letting us know that we have a future and a hope. Going to verse 3. As Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, A murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell, or, or sudden, swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was a god. So... Both Paul and Luke continued to work. They both continued to do what they could to help people, to serve people. And remember, they had just had a shipwreck. So this is a pretty traumatic time for them. And they're on this island, and they don't quite recognize it because they're on the wrong side of the island. It's kind of like a Twilight Zone episode, I guess. That's an old show back in the day where there'd be this amazing twist. Good, okay. And so, but they both continued to work. They both continued to do everything. And I want to notice Paul here for a second. Because he was basically the de facto leader of the group. And, and along with Peter and, and John, he was kind of the, the big dog in the church right now. And he did a lot. And when we think of the New Testament, we think of Jesus. And then we probably think of Paul. And he did a lot. And he talked a lot. Uh, and so he's serving, though. He's helping the other people. He doesn't have to. He could have had everybody else do that, and he could have kind of supervised. But he's serving, and he's helping people, and he's getting sticks, and he's building a fire, and he's doing everything he can to do everything that he can. And while he's doing this, he gets bit by a viper. Now, I've not been bit by a viper, but I assume that it hurts. And so he gets bit by a viper, and he doesn't scream, not because he's super tough, but because he's like, i got to keep going. There's more stuff to do. And so he keeps going, and he doesn't stop, and he works, because he knows that his life 
is a prayer. And whether he lives or dies, he's an example. You see, if he lives, then he's showing that God can do anything. And that's an example of miracles. That's an example of God. It's an example of what it means to to, to just truly be in touch with him. If he dies, it's an example that he kept going and giving everything he could to God no matter what happened. And so either way, he keeps going. And while he's doing this, not quite to the level of the pain of the viper, but everybody's like, oh, he must be a murderer. How right they were. You see, Paul throughout his life probably heard that a lot. He heard it from the other Pharisees who were like, yeah, what do you know? You used to murder like we did. And he heard it from a lot of the new believers who were like, I don't know if I trust this guy. And now he's hearing it from people he doesn't know. And so it would have been so easy to be like, man, I got a snake hanging off my hand. And I'm trying, and I was just in a shipwreck. But they're calling me murderer, and they see me. They see, they know that, the, that I'm not real. They know that this is who I really am. But he doesn't. He keeps going, and he focuses on God, and he trusts God, and he keeps moving forward. Sometimes it's hard to go. Sometimes it is hard to act. Sometimes it is hard to help. Sometimes it's hard to get up in the morning. There is life. And life can be hard. And it can also be filled with cinnamon. That's a cereal. Never mind. It's fine. I was just seeing if you were awake. You're not. Don't worry. Finances can be hard. Work can be hard. Health can be a problem. You name it, and it can be there. It can be hard. And in the midst of all of that, then one more thing happens. One more thing happens. The proverbial snake bites you. And it's like, how do I keep going? How do I keep moving forward? How do I do this? How can I possibly do this one more thing? Everything was so bad, and now all of a sudden, how can I help when I feel like this? How can I make a difference when I'm at this point? I'm going to be honest, which you guys like. I don't feel like being here this morning. Nothing about you guys. I like you. I would even go to love. Since Thursday, uh, around, okay, I'm going to get my days a little bit confused because it was a.m. Sometime around 5.30 in the morning, uh, I heard Stevie, my dog, my my family, uh, whining. And I went out, I got up, and I ran out, and she was really struggling to poop, and I get that that's gross, but we all poop. There's a book about it. And she was really struggling, and it was runny, and it was everywhere, and I noticed there was some red in it, and so that's worrisome. But she seemed okay. I sat with her, and I talked to her, and then I went back to bed. Then I got up to give her a shot in a couple hours and feed her, and she did that. She was fine. And then I came back... Sometime around noon or one or something, I, I left early a little bit from here. It's because I kept thinking about her. And she was still struggling to, to do number two. I don't know what the classy way to say this is. She was still struggling. And so we went on a walk, and she didn't feel like walking, so I gave her a snack, and she ate her dry food. She's diabetic, so you have to be careful. And, you know, through the day, it kept going okay. And then at night, man, I could tell you, it was clearly red after everything. 
And so I just hit my step count. And so I was worried. And so I get on, I, I pay a lot of money to Banfield to have like this insurance thing that kind of works. And so I get on their 24-7 chat because everything that ever happens with her happens after hours. And so I'm like, hey, I explain everything. And they're like, well, you know, it could be this, it could be that. But, but as long as she's not vomiting, another fun word for you, then it's okay. So just monitor her. And if you get worried, you know, take her in in the morning. And so I monitored her. And then about 11.30 p.m., she did vomit. And not only that, but when she did, she shook and fell over and whined in such pain that I've not heard before. And I was broken. And so I quickly called the 24-7 vet ER. And if you've ever been there, I hope you never have to go there, but it's basically like an ER, like there were dogs coming in on stretchers. There were some dogs out in the waiting room, like smoking cigars and waiting for their puppies to be born. Dogs are a little behind the time, that's okay. And so I'm waiting there, and, and you know, they, they, it's hours. I was there for five hours that night. It was a fun night. And, you know, finally the vet comes in, and he's like, hey, you know, she's so sweet, and she seems okay, but, but we don't know. It could be this really awful thing, or it could be this that's not much. We're going to give her some pills. We're going to give her some IV fluids. We're going to do all of this. And, and uh, you know, her blood sugar's a little low now, so we're going to do the And just, I'm not going to get into the super details, but he gave me some pills to take home. And he's like... Just monitor her. And so since that time, I have just been constantly watching her and thinking about her and worrying about her. And I don't know if you've ever spent every day looking to see if there's blood in poop. Or just this constant, so many people are going to, I'm going to get censored in this mess. Or just constantly like, okay, did she just sneeze or is she about to throw up? And just this constant worry. And so she hasn't done that, and it's not perfect, but she's doing a little bit better. But man, I am still worried, and it's one more thing, because there are other things going on that are hard, and, and things that I struggle with, and people that I worry about, and, and things that I worry about on top of other things. And then this happened, and I love her so much. And in some ways, she's all I got. It's me and her at home. It can be hard to keep going. I stand here, and I have no idea why I stand here, because I would be so much more comfortable being Luke. I would be so much more comfortable just writing down everything whoever said, like a fish came up here and preached. And I'm writing down about it. But for whatever reason... I've been called to the spotlight. And I trust him, and I go with him. But man, I question myself, and I question everything sometimes, and it hurts so much right now. But I'm still going because I have to keep going, because I trust him, because I want to serve him. And so Paul had been through a lot in his life. He'd been through a ton of stuff, and a lot of it was because of himself. 
And he talked about a thorn in the flesh, but he kept going. And he went through a wreck, and he kept going. He get bit by a snake, and he kept going. He always kept going. But it wasn't him. It was God that helped him. He trusted him, and he loved him, and he followed him. And I have a quote from Martin Luther King, Jr. And just as a side note, I, I was speaking with Micah this week, and he challenged me to get through a message without using any C.S. Lewis quotes. And I'm going to be able to do that, so Micah owes me like $3,000 or something. We didn't actually make a money bet, don't worry. Uh, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. Sometimes, man, you can fly. And things feel good, and your health is pretty good, and your family is happy, and, and finances are okay, and you're not too worried, and everything's kind of going, and you can fly, and you feel him so easily. Sometimes you can't fly, but you can run because it's still pretty good. It's decent. It's not too bad. Reds have lost a few in a row, but you know they're still up there. Joe Burrow still exists. You've got this hope and everything, so you can run. But sometimes one more thing happens, and man, you just can't run anymore. But you can walk. You can keep moving, and it's like, man, this is so hard, but I can walk. And maybe you're limping, but you're walking. And it's like, I can do this. I can keep trying. And sometimes you can't even do that because everything is weighing you down, and you're hurt, and you know people are hurt, and it's so hard to carry it. So you have to crawl. But even in that, God is there. Even in that, God is there because we keep Moving forward, we do not give up. We always keep fighting. Even with a snake hanging on, we keep moving forward. Now listen, this does not mean don't get help because do. That's part of it. Asking for help, admitting that you need help, admitting that you need rest, taking rest. All of that matters. God didn't rest on the seventh day just because he needed it. He didn't. He did it to set an example for us and say, hey, it's okay to stop, guys. But even when we're resting, we keep going. We keep focusing on him. We keep trying. It's okay to grieve. That's fine. It's okay to be sad, not to be happy all the time. That's normal. But we keep going. Whether it's crawling or walking or running or flying, we keep going. It's part of it. Because we trust him and we deal with what's in front of us. And yes, we grieve, we rest, we heal. But through it all, we go forward. Now, sometimes, it feels like we kind of go backwards. But honestly, even that is kind of going forward because we learn from that. We grow from that. From those times where it feels like we're going backwards, we go forwards and we still move and we still learn and we still grow and we help others and we accept help from others. So put it in a different way. So I have a niece. Beatrice, you probably don't know that. Uh, and so Wednesday, I was with her, and we went to the children's Zium, which is how she says it. And after the Zium part, we were in the little library that's at the top, and they have this little computer for the kids, and you can play games. But what she likes to do is have the books read to her on the computer, and it shows like the little picture. And so she's in a tortoise and the hare phase right now. And she's watching it, and she looks back at me, and she says, I bet the turtle wins this time. 
And so I played it up, and I'm like, oh, no way, the rabbit's so much faster. But we know that story. I hope we know that story. And why did the tortoise win? Because he just kept going. Sometimes he was real slow. But man, that rabbit, he took a nap, and that rabbit made fun of the tortoise, and he did all this other stuff, and he he just really showed off. But the tortoise was steady, and he kept going. Sometimes we can be the rabbit. We can be fast. We can go, but sometimes we're that tortoise, and all we can do is barely move along. But that's still moving. Even stopping to rest is still moving if we're focused on him. Last part of the scripture. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, Uh, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius' father was ill with with fever and dysentery. So there's a theme throughout my message today. Uh, Paul went in and prayed for him. And laying his hands on him, he healed him. Then all the other sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors. And when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we could need for the trip. So because Paul kept going, because Luke kept going, they were able to heal the leading citizen. That's what it said in some ways. And I read the commentary about this, because I was like, why would they call him that? And that was the term for the representative of Rome on all of their holdings. And in the commentary, it said, Luke was extremely accurate with this. And we hear that, and it's like, that's kind of a weird compliment, but that's important for the Bible. Like, that's important for this. Luke was extremely accurate. That's a ministry. He was extremely accurate because he reported what he saw. He wrote about what happened. He was there, and he was a part of it, but he talked about it. He didn't try to make himself seem like the hero. He didn't try to make other people that weren't seem bad. He he just wrote, and he shared, and he ministered, and he was there, and and Paul continued to minister, And, and so they continue going forward. And because they kept going forward, they healed the chief official. And because they healed the chief official, all the other sick people on the island came forward and they healed them. And this was a revival on an island they didn't even mean to be on. Because when everything bad happened, they felt it, they felt it. But they kept going because they trusted God to do something in it. And they grieved and they they worried and they stressed and all of these things. But they kept going and they healed and they did so much in a place they didn't even know they were supposed to be. But God knew. We all have a purpose. We can all serve. We can all help. We can all love. We can all hope. We can all show peace. We can all try to understand other people. We can all be together, just like Paul, just like Luke, just like so many before us. I have one more quote. Although there is a lot of pain in the world, there is also a lot of triumph over it. So it would be easy for someone to read this story that I just read. And read it as, oh, Paul was, Paul and Luke were imprisoned for doing nothing wrong. They were on a boat that wrecked. Everybody wanted to kill them. While they were trying to help people, everybody's like, oh, that guy's a murderer. I know his past. And they kept bringing it back to him. And they kept saying all of this stuff. And sure, they're alive, but they're in constant danger. This is just awful, and it's tragic. And Paul could have been like, man, my past just keeps coming back. Everybody's talking about it. I'm lost. What's the point? 
No doubt there was a lot of pain there. And I don't mean to ignore the pain because that's a part of the story too. But look at the triumph. Look at Paul continuing. Look at the message that was spread. Look at the healing that was done. That's part of the triumph. The world is hard. And there's a lot of pain. And I've said before and I'll say again, I would love to tell you that if you give your life to Christ, no more pain. On this earth, sorry, that's not the truth. Eventually, yes. But where there is pain, we still feel that and it hurts and it takes a while and we deal with it and we can struggle and we need help and all of these things. But there's also triumph if we keep going. There is always Triumph because God exists and we get to be a part of this, just like Paul, just like Luke. Again, I am not saying ignore the pain. When I go home from here, I'm just going to watch Stevie all day until I come back again because I kind of live here. But I will also play with her. And I will also love her. And I also hope you're going to have days that it feels like there is no joy and no triumph. But I promise you, if you keep going, if you help others to see it. I've talked a lot about my mental health. I'm not going to go super into it. But part of my, my journey is helping others and being honest and open and sharing my pain to help others find triumph, even if I don't see it. We get to be the church. It's so easy to look at all the bad. And again, don't ignore it. Because we have to notice it so that we can improve it. But there's so much triumph. If we keep going, if we reach out our hand, if we show love, if we join together and in one voice say, God, what can I do? How can I serve? And then we do it. And it's going to be hard. It is. But he is with you. And if a murderer can cause a revival on an island, God can do anything with anyone. All we have to do is trust him and keep going. Whether it's flying or running or walking or crawling or taking time to rest, whatever it is, we keep going, we keep focusing on him, and we show others the way to do the same. That's all I got.